Wildcat fans, welcome in to another edition of the Cat Tales podcast, the official Weber State Athletics podcast. I'm Paul Grua, Director of Athletic Communications here at Weber State. Hope you're in, uh, enjoying your summer and getting ready for some more Wildcat athletics here coming up soon. And we're going to take a little bit uh, of a historical look today at a former Wildcat great, still a Wildcat great, I guess. And and this guy scored just a few points here in his Weber State career, and he stopped in here this summer uh to, to see some people at Weber State, so we're glad to spend a few minutes with him. It's Jarek Harding. Yes, sir. Jarek, good to have you. Appreciate you having me on here, man. Weber State's all-time leading scorer for men's basketball. I think you'll always be known as Jarek Harding, comma, Weber State's all-time leading scorer. <laughs> hey, that's a pretty cool way. That is a great thing to, <laughs> to be known as, right? yeah. Absolutely. Well, if, you, if you're, of course, not familiar with Jarek Harding, you should be. Played four years at Weber State and just finished in the uh, in March of 2020, so it's just over a year and a half ago or so since he finished. And he did leave as Weber State's all-time leading scorer, 2,266 career points, and earned all-conference honors three times and all kinds of things. Also is the Weber State leader in single-game scoring, too, and has the D event center record. So we're going to get into all those things. He spent the last year playing professionally in the Czech Republic, and so we want to talk obviously a lot about that as well but hey you know we were talking just before we started that your summer you've enjoyed the summer you've been home here uh obviously in, in kansas and and now you decided to come out here just to see some people at weber state yes sir it's been a, a pretty busy summer uh trying to get my work in i've uh, been traveling a lot uh i helped my girlfriend move out to phoenix so i was out there working out with phil beckner um obviously you know he coached yeah, here yeah uh, Went to Vegas, you know. I had to come out here to <laughs> yeah, see my busy. guys. Yeah, see my guys, and then yeah, just enjoying the summer. You know, we were talking yesterday with Joel Bass and even Coach Ray that you know you just you you were here for four years, mm-hmm. and maybe when you got here it was a little different situation than you thought of. But after being gone for a year, you kind of thought, hey, yeah. Ogden's Ogden's a nice place. Yeah, I definitely missed it. When I first got here, it was it was different. It took a, it took a while to get used to it, as far as you know the culture and you just you know getting settled in or whatever. But yeah. I I love the people here. The people are like really nice. Um, yeah, and it's just a family atmosphere. I always come back and, and feel right at home. So it, yeah. it's a great place to visit. Absolutely. I hope you always feel that way. You always can come back here. But if, if I were to tell you five years ago that you'd be the Weber State all-time leading scorer. Uh, at the time, I would probably have been like, yeah, whatever. Like, I would have probably just brushed it off <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But at the same time, I have that confidence in myself to be like, okay, why not me? You yeah. know what I mean? This yeah. is what I work hard for, this, that, and third. But... Yeah, I wouldn't. I would have never thought that this. Would be yeah, especially, even though you were the you know player of the year in Kansas, right? But really, weren't very highly recruited. Yeah, nah. I didn't really start getting recruited till the end of my senior year. Like I had no offers, not really any looks to beginning of my senior year. So I was I was stressing about that. So I went into my senior year. I was like, you know what? I'm just playing my game. What happens? You know, I'm just leaving in God's hands. So it ended up working out great for me. So, not that many offers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Division one offers. When did you first what well what did you know about Weber State at, at the time and when did you first start hearing from them? Uh I knew about Weber State a long time ago. Okay. Um obviously, you know, Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. he was my favorite player growing up. Um you know, uh, I used to watch the Damian Diaries when he was here when he broke his foot. Yeah. I used to watch License to Lillard when he first made it to the league, yeah, like pre-draft stuff. Like I, I knew about Weber State before they even started recruiting me, so you know, Coach Duft has a, has a tie out there to Kansas, obviously, mm-hmm. too. And, yeah. and uh, But when did you first start hearing? Do you remember when you first started hearing from coaches? From the coaches From Weber State coaches, uh, yeah. Like April. Okay. Yeah, it was super late. Yeah, yeah really late. Yeah. And then I came out here for the middle of April on my visit, and then a week later I, I committed. I loved to hear on my visit, so, yeah. 
What were you? What were your thoughts coming in? I mean, every every kid comes in, you know, pretty high expectations, right? They think, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a really strong player. But you came in as a freshman and and, and played a lot and started mm-hmm. the last you know several games of the season. And Jeremy Senglin was on the team, obviously, yeah. who was the guy you broke you broke his records, you know, as the <laughs> all-time leading scorer. But uh, what, what were your expectations as a freshman coming in? Um, well, Coach Ray, you know, when I first came on my visit, he told me nothing was going to be handed to me. So I'm not guaranteeing you any minutes, you know, and stuff like that, which which I loved. I don't like a coach that's going to, you know, sugarcoat, you know, what's going on. So I came here, you know, willing to work, uh, work my butt off. It was really rough at first. You know, I wasn't really playing at all. Uh, coach even asked me to redshirt, you know, <laughs> that came. That was a question. Um, I remember I, that. And he... He really wanted you to do that, right? Yeah, and you just yeah. didn't, he didn't. He just said, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I respectfully declined that. Because, <laughs> I mean, I was doing good in practice and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, I can definitely help. And I think he said in, in some interviews since that it was Jeremy and some other players that said, hey, coach, this, this kid's yeah, – yeah. don't register him. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. At least I have some, some players on my side. Good decision you made there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your size, obviously, right? Is, uh-huh. is that the thing that's kind of always been your whole life? Like, you're just not big enough, not tall uh, enough? It kind of has always been that way. But, I mean, I'm used to it. Like, yeah. I've, I've been playing – I've been the smallest one out there my whole life. I just had to figure out a way. You know, I've always fought. I've always – pretty much been a scorer so I mean that's you know one of the main things I do but I just at the end of the day I feel like I can compete against anybody so whatever level you know it is I'm going to compete what do you what did you learn from playing with Jeremy Sanglin as a freshman <sighs> I learned a lot man that was the <laughs> he got the best of me you know a lot my freshman year but at the same time I know he has that respect for me because my freshman year I didn't I didn't back down I, I kept competing I kept coming at him and yeah, we definitely had our battles, and we, I feel like we made each other better as well. Well, and he's he's got such a fun personality, you know, yeah, as yeah. just a, as a guy to, to be around, not only, but obviously yeah. when he gets on the floor, he was you know, something. <laughs> he yeah. definitely was. And, and you patterned your game probably a little bit after him yeah. and the things that he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, as that as that freshman season, the game that I remember mostly is that the Big Sky Championship game. Unfortunately, we lost the game yeah. you know, to North Dakota, but you had a, a strong tournament I did. there. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, the confidence was just building the yeah. whole year. I, I mean, I, I had just started starting. You know, I was getting comfortable in the starting lineup. And, you know, uh, it was just great to play with players like, you know, Jeremy, KY. Uh, I wish we could have got it done and made it to March Madness. But uh, the memories I made my freshman year, you know, I'll always remember. But, yeah, yeah it was, it was sure. great, great experience. So you go, like you said, yeah, Jeremy moves on. You go into your sophomore year with a lot higher expectations, higher mm-hmm. confidence, I'm sure. And... Uh, Really, you know, first team all conference, first team all district had all kinds of honors that season, mm-hmm. and and proved you could score. Yeah. You know, uh, you probably always thought you're a scorer, yeah. right? But did you think you could score as as much as you did at early in your career on the Division One level? Um, yeah, because I showed glimpses of it my freshman year. I just thought. Uh, with me having a bigger role, you know, I knew, you know, with Jeremy leaving, I would have to do more the next year. So I mean. I uh, just worked my butt off in the summer, and I came back super confident, and, you know, it was what it was. <laughs> okay, now what about that 46-point game at Montana State? This is this is a 41-year-old record, a Weber State scoring record that Stan Mayhew held in 1976. Yeah. And you scored 46 points. First of all, about that game, I shot, what, 20 free throws? So it's... <laughs> Which you're a very good free throw shooter, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's not like I was really high I didn't even know I had that many points honestly like I was just trying to win the game the game went into what double overtime overtime, overtime? yeah 
Yeah, so I mean, yeah, we were just trying to win the game. Uh, yeah, I start. I just started making plays toward the end, getting to the free throw line, and, and that was that. Look up, I have forty six. Yeah, is that really what it is? You're like, I don't. I'm not really keeping. I know I'm probably scoring, but I'm not yeah, keeping track. Yeah, of it I didn't. Just, I did not yeah. know I had that many points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. And then, and then it just builds off of you know the, mm-hmm. the junior and senior year. I wanted. I want to talk a lot about that. That Sacramento State game, and yeah. in, as a senior, you score forty four points, which was a D event center record, uh-huh. and it was also the night you break the. Career record. I mean, you know, we we had talked about it. You knew probably all this uh-huh. was coming, yeah. right? Did you think about that a lot, or did you just try to put that aside? I tried to put it to the side. I had a lot of people come up to me that day uh, telling me to break the record. Uh, yeah. You know, one of my teammates, Cam Davis, he I, we made a little wager. He was like, if you break the record tonight, um, something, he's going to give me his iPad or something, <laughs> something like that, right? And I wasn't really thinking about going into the game, but... I just knew we had that was a must-win game because the last time we had played Sac State, they bullied us, and we, I feel like we played terrible. So I know part of it was on me. I didn't have a very good game, so I just came out and just tried to be aggressive, and I ended up breaking the record in the well, first half. It's twenty-five points, right? The first half, <laughs> yeah. Buzzer beater at the end of the half. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, are there other are there other games or memories or things that stand out from your Weber State career? I was just talking to someone the other day about the BYU game. My junior year, yeah, my junior year, we beat them here, and that was one of the <laughs> the best games I ever played here. Uh, you know, I also had a good game, but I feel like our team, you know, we just played, just it was crazy. It was a crazy atmosphere. Yeah. You know, it was packed in here, basically sold out. It was it was just a great atmosphere. Well, and that's and that's what you know you saw a glimpse of what that that can be at the D Event Center uh-huh. with a crowd that's so into it and loud and. Yeah. At BDBOU, I mean, the D event center is a special place. Yeah, it is for sure. And you know, you traveled around the Big Sky and and, and other schools and saw some arenas that not anywhere near what mm-hmm. what we have here. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's definitely one that would stand out for sure. That was a special night mm-hmm. meeting them. And, and okay, now now tell us some coach Ray stories and some. Yeah, you, know, you said the other day we were watching workouts. You said I could run, run practice, right? Because uh, you've been sat through that for four years. So, <laughs> I mean, what have you learned from him? But what are some other fun stories or memories you'll take from him? Um, yeah, I have. I can't really think of one specific one. It's just I think back just to his, just how passionate he is about the game, about you know just everything that's going on. I can remember. When Israel Barnes hit that big game-winning shot <laughs> in uh, the Bahamas, right? Yeah, and Coach Ray lost it after the game. He came, he came in the locker room, you know, jumping around. I still have the video on my phone. That was one of the funniest moments because he just lost it. But I mean, the biggest things that I learned from Coach Ray is just um, accountability, um, being on time, character. You know, is a big thing, uh, especially moving on, you know, to the pro level or just whatever you do next in life. Um, those are the like the core values that you need to you need to move with. So yeah, he taught me a lot. Well, you said passionate. He's definitely passionate. Yeah, you can for tell. sure. And I know there'd be times I'm sure when, and I've seen it when the games are, you know things aren't going as well yeah. as he should. And he he has the passion to <laughs> to tell you right yeah, yeah, that it's not going does. that well. Yeah. But but that but he also he also can show you that love you mm-hmm. know that he loves the players. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He definitely does. Yeah. Uh, you, you you know you had such great teammates. Uh, you know Cody John was with you for basically your whole career, mm-hmm. but that's just one. But Michael Kozak, others have, have been around a long time. But mm-hmm. you, tr- you still keep in touch with, with yeah. teammates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just on the phone with Judah Jordan, Caleb Nero, Cody. Uh, still talk to Buki, Doc, Ricky, Doc Nelson. 
Yeah, I talk to a lot of guys. BMO, I'm actually going to hang out with BMO today. Uh, yeah, I still talk to a lot of guys. Well, hopefully that's something that will always be a bond that you yeah. had, you know, mm-hmm. that for this experience in college. And let's talk about some of your experiences with Damien. You know, he came out every, usually comes almost every summer, mm-hmm. if not more, and sometimes we'll come to games. But you had the chance to play with him and, and pick up games and so forth. What, what's that experience for I, I definitely got to, to work out with him a couple times. And, yeah, he's a great dude at the end of the day. Um, he's super down to earth. And, you know, people like, you know, at his height of success or whatever, they could – show up here, be big time, not talk to nobody. Like, he comes back, talks to everybody, uh, tries to give advice. Um, you know, he gave me his number, I think my sophomore year or something like that. He said, reach out, like, if you ever need anything. So, yeah, he's, he's a great dude, man. Pretty amazing yeah. what he's what he's done, mm-hmm. you know, and the loyalty that he has to Weber State. Yeah. Now we're going to get you in some of these alumni tournaments here soon, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. That's going to yeah, be fun. That, yeah. would, that would be fun, <laughs> for sure. Well, you know, 2,266 career points in 122 games. I mean, that's just really remarkable. Mm-hmm. And you're in the top 10 in 12 different categories of career records. Wow. So uh, <laughs> it's an amazing career. <laughs> it really is something to be proud of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So un- unfortunately, it kind of came to an unceremonious end, I guess, right, in the, in, in the Big Sky Tournament in March. Ironically, it was March 11th, mm-hmm. you know, 2020. Yeah. And, you know, we, we had that first game that morning against Sac State and lost the game and and came home. But then that was kind of the night that everything Every, really changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the NBA stopped and the next day the NCAA tournament's canceled and, and all that's over. So you, you're able to finish your career. So at that point, though, obviously you wanted to play pro. You wanted mm-hmm. to go to the NBA. You wanted to do, you know, what were your options? What, what kind of, you know, decisions were you facing at that time? Well, after the season ended, um, you know, I had to hurry up and try to go home, you know, with my family. I didn't really want to be out here by myself dealing with, you know, COVID. I didn't really know what was going to happen. But um, soon after that, you know, I had to figure out what I was going to do as far as an agent. So, um, you know, I was in talks with you first, you know, throughout my senior year. So I feel like that was I was most comfortable with them. Um, so I ended up signing with them. And, you know, everything just got got pushed off. You know, we were just, it was just a waiting game basically the whole summer. Um, you know, they didn't have summer league. They didn't have really any workouts. Um, they had a couple of interviews, but, you know, they were on Zoom. But, yeah, that's about it. And then we figured out, you know, G League wasn't going to be a thing. So we decided to go, you know, the overseas route. And Nimbrick came came in quick into the equation which was, you know, a, a great spot in the Czech Republic. Um, they got a great team. They, they win basically the, Czech, um, the Czech League basically every year. So, yeah, it was a good spot for me, a good, good rookie season for me last year. Boy, you know, you deal with not only the transition from college to pros anyway, yeah. but, boy, having to do it during COVID and with so many things canceled. Yeah, it was tough. Extra challenges. It yeah. was definitely tough. So the Czech Republic, uh, Coach Merrick, uh, who's an assistant coach, of course, with our mm-hmm. staff, is, is a native of there. And yeah. Probably had a little bit of a hand yeah. you know, in that with yeah. you. Okay. But, okay, now tell us some experiences of what it was like as a, not only your first year away from college, away from the United States, mm-hmm. professional basketball, but, but dealing with COVID and everything else too. I mean, well. It was... It was an experience, I'll tell you that. When I first, you know, got over there, I'm thinking, oh, I'm prepared for this. You know, I spent, you know, four years in Utah away from home. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I get over there and I'm just, my eyes are just wide open. I'm like, yo, what is going on? Nobody's speaking English. Like, I go to the grocery store, can't find anything. Like, it got super stressful at times, but 
I had a couple of American teammates that, you know, helped me helped me out with things, and I'm glad they were there, you know what I mean? And I have a pretty good bond with them still to this day, so. How many Americans are on most teams? Uh, it just depends. Some teams have restrictions, but on my team it was um, four. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, you have to build that bond, but you're, you're facing culture shock, right? Mm -hmm. You know, in a, in a whole new place, and, and plus dealing with the COVID. What was the basketball like from a basketball standpoint? The basketball is, is different over there as far as, you know, European basketball. They play more of a team game. You know, I feel like in the United States, it's more of one-on-one -on -one highlights, you know, stuff like that. Uh, they play more of a team game, share the ball really well. Everybody over there can shoot. <laughs> Everybody. Um, yeah, that's one thing that kind of surprised me. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a little bit different. Did, did you feel confident, though, with, with your basketball game? You know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like uh, me as a player, I feel like I can adjust to any system. So I feel like I can I can thrive in any system. It was it was cool. And still scored some points. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your score is going to score, right? Yeah. Wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you did. For sure. What about some of the experiences, though, in the traveling or going to different countries? And, and you know, one, you got to see it. You got to see the a large part of the world, which mm -hmm. was probably a pretty neat experience. But yeah. probably some challenges along the lines, too. Yeah, um, you know, with COVID, sometimes we didn't even know if we were gonna make it back in the <laughs> back into Czech, you know, to get back home. But um, it was definitely cool traveling all over Europe, getting to play the game that I love. I got to see places like Spain, Italy, uh, yeah, just just everywhere in Europe. It was it was beautiful to me. Yeah, we even went to Russia, you know, for the the Champions League final eight, and then that was cool to see as well. So, but yeah, just as far as the challenges are just seeing crazy stuff over there. Um, some of the police or security, like in the Air Force, they just walk around with guns or even in the arena. Like sometimes they just have like AK-47s out, whatever. Like I'm not used to seeing that. It's crazy, but yeah, it was it was a cool experience. You probably didn't have fans in many games. No, no, no. Yeah, because really I've heard stories fans. of fans, you know, getting getting pretty wild. It was really too. crazy. Yeah, yeah, I heard. I've heard that they, you know, threaten the players. They throw stuff at them at games, like all type of crazy stuff. Yeah. But you're gonna go back for some more, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go back. That's your plan is to go back again this yeah. uh, season. Yeah, I'll go okay. back to the Czech Republic Good. for another Good year. For you. you want to just play for as long as you can? Yeah, is that your plan? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Might as well. Absolutely. Do what you love. Get paid yeah. to do it. Good. Good for sure. You know, it's it's so great to see you and great to talk with you. And uh, I've been here a long time, but you're definitely on the list of one of my favorite players. So just to watch and, and to be around and interact with. Mm -hmm. And uh, thanks for putting up with us for all, for all the years, <laughs> all the media requests you had to do and stuff. Yeah. But, but it was fun. And... Uh, I can tell though that Weber State's a special place for you too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I loved, I love my time here, and I'll, I'll always come back whenever I can. So, any any message that you'd share with the the Wildcat fans out there listening? Uh, it's the Wildcat fans. I love y'all. I appreciate everything that you guys do, the support you give. Uh, we are Weber. That's right. That's right. Always will be. Well, best of luck. We're going to keep in touch. And hopefully you were able to keep in touch. I know that there's a big time difference, but maybe were you able to follow the Wildcats a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I tried to catch as many games as I could. It was definitely hard. <laughs> yeah. Definitely hard. But, yeah, I would catch the highlights after or whatever. Yeah, okay. I tried to keep up. Good. Yeah, definitely keep in touch. And uh, I know fans will be following you too. And, you know, Coach Ray's built a – uh, quite a list. Obviously, Damien's at the top there, but yeah. there's quite a few players, Joel Bomboy and Senglin and mm -hmm. multiple others that are, uh, Scott Bamforth, you know, that are playing uh, overseas and, mm -hmm. and having great careers, yeah. and you're right there, too. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Jerry Carding, all-time leading scorer at Weber State University.
Uh, thanks for joining us, and look forward to, to keeping in touch, and uh, go Wildcats. Sir. All right, Jared Carney joining us today on the Cattails Podcast. Be sure to follow us again on social media and WeberStateSports.com for more on the Wildcats as the seasons get ready to start here soon. Thanks again, and go Wildcats.